Mountain Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MatchLava. And today is Thursday, May 20th, 2021. And it has been a pretty, it's been a really good day reselling wise. I actually, I did really, really well today in one of the restocks that we had and ended up going well. But overall, pretty good day. Didn't have any sales yet, which is kind of a bummer. I've had a lot of sales this week compared to just the average amount of sales I would have if I'm not doing a lot of listing. And I've been getting a lot of inventory in, but I just haven't listed it yet because I wanted to make sure it was all in. That way I can maximize my profit on it. One small thing that a lot of people don't realize is if you get a lot of one item in, you can usually start the pricing a little bit lower and then gradually move it up as more sell and people will continue to buy it because eBay doesn't really care what it's priced at. They care how many people are buying it. So after it gets a few sales, they bump it up in the search results near the top and then people can continue to buy it and continue to buy it. And people are lazy enough where they don't want to go look for the best price. So they'll pay what your price is because it's near the top. So that's one of my things that I'll do. And sometimes it's a real bummer whenever I can get an item up an extra 40 bucks over what the average is going for and then it sells out and then the next day one arrives. So I'm trying to kind of make sure that I have all of my items in and get them listed up. Maybe not the best strategy just because you want to have things consistently listed, consistently selling as well. But for now, there's only a few of them and I'm just going to get them. I mean, there's only a few different types of items. So I'm going to wait till they're all in and then just get them all listed and hopefully maximize profit that way. So either way, that's been good. I Today was just a really, really good day though for, for reselling sourcing, I guess, and kind of sticks with the theme that I've been thinking about is trying to hit only the good items and really leaving anything else to, that's leaving it to chance, uh, just kind of not really going after it. So there was a few releases this morning. There were a couple Nike releases. I did not go for them. I was very, very busy today at my day job. Kind of a bummer because I was pretty pumped about the Air Max pre-days that I think were supposed to come out today. I don't know actually if they ended up releasing or not. And then there was also a pair of Dunklos that were coming out that were like, I think, kid sizing. Those I think were going to do pretty well too. Didn't go for those because I didn't have time. So I, I actually just forgot about the release. I, I looked up at my clock and it said it was 10, 12 and just completely missed it. So either way, that is how it goes sometimes if you have other things going on throughout the day and sometimes you miss them. So I, I ended up missing those. And then there was one low key release today and... It was one of the items I typically would have gone after before, and there was a super long lead time on it. I'm not going to give it away because there's other people that are still flipping it, and I think there may, I mean, if they restock it or something like that, there could be some opportunity for people to make money on it. But basically, it was an item that I did not feel super confident in. A lot of people were kind of hyped about it because they were doing a, I guess, like a second release, but a little bit of a variation of the first one. And the first one was crushing in resale. But the second one I was looking at and I was seeing a lot of people say this may not do as well. And that's kind of a pause, kind of hits the pause button a little bit there because it was not what I wanted to hear if it wasn't going to do as well. And if nobody really knew what the market was going to be and the people that are like, quote unquote, the experts in that field, people that are actually like studying toys and studying things like that, those sort of people, if they don't know how it's going to do, well, that's kind of a bummer. So I, I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know how it's going to do compared to them. So if they don't really know, then I'm just kind of going to stay my distance for now. And that's what I saw. Retail was kind of high and there was a super long lead time. I mean, it wasn't supposed to come out for a few months. You weren't supposed to get it in hand. So when you have a, a little bit of a higher retail and you have an unknown sale price of what you'll get for it and you don't know what the market's going to be and you don't really know, I mean, you're not going to get it in hand for a few months. It's one of those things where I will typically just try and stay away from. And there was like enough, there was enough people talking about it that was probably going to make a little bit of money but it definitely wasn't what I wanted to have 
sitting uh, money aside for for months at a time. It's just not the way to do it, especially now when you have so many crazy things going on and you have people, there's always new items and then you have a lot of people talking about the inflation rates and stuff like that. Like the money's not going to be, the money's probably better used now on something else than it would have been on that item. So it ended up working out though because I saw that the prices on it had actually dipped considerably from what I thought a lot of people were saying it was going to sell at and that ended up working out for me because I, I didn't go after the item. So kind of made a good call there in my opinion just because I didn't have to sit on that item for a few months then have it come in and not sell and I've done that plenty of times in order to realize that that's kind of how that goes for me. But it is what it is. Just kind of keep my head up and move on to the next thing. And we did have a restock on some stuff today around the afternoon. So that was the other thing that I ended up getting. And I was having some issue with my bot. It was giving me a lot of issues actually. And I just realized they made an update that I didn't really pay attention to. And I was like, okay, well, none of my tasks are actually recognizing that the item's in stock. Like what the heck's going on? Then I realized that they had split it up into two different ways of monitoring. They had a monitor task and then a watch task system. And I didn't really realize that there was a difference because most bots, they, they have that all in one thing. And this one had it separated into two separate like setups and stuff like that. It was, it was really weird. But either way, I ended up setting that up and then just kind of letting it go. And I hit, I think I hit like 16, I think I hit 16 items and ended up getting only two cancels, which was really nice. Now, that's not to say they won't cancel. I've had it happen before where I've hit like 16 to 20 and I get canned because the like Walmart, Target, Best Buy, they look at it and they go, okay, well now let's run whatever sort of software or whatever that we use to analyze these purchases because they have to have something because you're not getting cancels throughout the night and into the next day if the item releases in the middle of the day unless they have some sort of way of going back and looking at the purchase orders and stuff like that. But I've had orders canceled before where I've gotten like 10 to 12 and then got them trimmed down to like four to six. So I'm not saying that I hit 16 today, but I definitely did really well and it was a massive restock, super good profit. I mean, if I were to have all those stick, profit right now would be, uh, it would be roughly over like four to five, I would say probably conservatively four grand profit. So like crazy, crazy day, really, really good day. I was pumped about it and it just, just continues on. I mean, this year's just been really, really good. And a lot of people are doing really well for themselves. So I'm trying to make mine as much as I can this year, because you never know what could happen. You never know when things could go haywire. And so when you have an opportunity like this to make a lot of money, you really need to go after it and get it. Because like I said, I mean, you could have some sort of weird black swan event happen, which if you don't know what that means, it's just like, it's a, it's something that like back in the way, way back in like the, the middle evil, the mid, uh, the medieval times or whenever they had like this phrase come up, it was like black swans were like, you didn't see them because swans are typically white. So like you don't really see a black swan that often. So they call it a black swan event because it's not very common. And that's kind of what COVID was. And you saw a lot of people kind of freak out and they didn't know what was going on. And you saw the market drop really far and you saw a lot of things happen in real estate and all that kind of stuff. And then quickly and thankfully we recovered and then you saw a lot of people continue to buy stuff and things kept going on. That's not to say that couldn't happen again and it couldn't happen for longer. So that's just kind of what I'm, I'm thinking about right now. And it's been on my mind a little bit because I think a lot of people have been talking about it. And especially in some of the business podcasts and stuff that I've been listening to, people do kind of recognize that it is it is a possibility at this point because just because of last year, it's kind of like a small scare and then people are like, oh, okay, we're fine with it. But a lot of people that stuck with them, they thought, okay, well, what would I do if things actually did stay bad? What would my plan be? And so that's kind of what I've been thinking about a little bit too. But either way, trying to make the most that you can when things are really, really good is always a good strategy. So that's kind of what I've been working on recently. But that kind of leads me into what I'm thinking about right now. We talked a little bit at the beginning of the podcast about 
trying to get multiple quantities of items and then getting them listed, letting a couple sell, jumping up the price a little bit, letting a few more sell, bump up the price a little bit more and so on and so forth. And for me, that works out really well. It's a really good strategy for getting the maximum price for my items, but that doesn't lead to sales necessarily. So you need to get the sales in first in order to enact that strategy. And one of the things that I've never done before and I started doing recently is using that at the bottom of the eBay page, you can choose how much of a percentage off the person gets for buying multiples. And I never used that. And I was always like, well, why would I need that? It's not for, that's not for something that I'm going to really need because people, the items that I'm selling, they're always going to want them and stuff like that. Well, things change sometimes and it has turned out that that has been a major way for me to make a little bit of extra sales is to use that feature of taking a small percentage off each one. I think eBay prefers it that way. And it makes sense, right? A customer would be happier buying more from you if they get a small percentage off, even if it's not a big thing. I mean, two to 5% off would still make a difference to the customer. It says 5% off and then people are probably like, okay, who cares about that? But on a hundred dollar item, that's five bucks. So people see that they're gonna say five bucks. I mean, it's not really a big deal, but still, Sometimes it makes a difference and even if it doesn't make a difference to them, it makes a difference to eBay's algorithm because I do typically see that I do better and sell more when I have that little feature on. So you can just go to the bottom and you can select the, it's like right before you hit post on the desktop version, but you just go down to the bottom and it's if person like buys multiple quantities, how much do you want to give a percent off? Now it does say in there, you have to pay attention, it does say what percentage off of both items. So you're giving them a total percentage off the sale. So just keep that in mind because if you're going to be giving them a total percentage off the sale, I was doing like a buy one, get one this much percent off. That's not how it works. It's buy two, get 5% off of each, not buy one, get 5% off the next one. Like it's not how it works, which is fine. I mean, most of the time you, you would think, okay, well, that's like, you sound like a cheapskate. What, what does it matter if it's like, why are you so concerned about it being one 5% off? Well, if you're selling like a thousand dollar item and you're trying to get 5% off a thousand dollars, you are going to be giving 50 bucks away. So if you get 50 bucks off of both items, well, that sounds like a good deal in theory, but you could be, I mean, people would probably rather save a little bit more money. Like if they're trying to buy two of an item, like two PlayStations from you, and you have the best price by a lot, but like you're taking $100 off total and you really could be taking like $20 off each one and making, giving the person only like a $40 off thing, that would probably still get you the sale, but save you an extra 60 bucks and you get that to pocket. So that's something to keep in mind. Now, the reason I think this is a good strategy though is because eBay wants you to do a customer service, kind of be very customer centric. That's kind of the way that they're moving. The thing that I watch is them move to be more and more like Amazon, but not be Amazon. And it's very interesting because some of the things that they're doing, like this whole fee structure, if you want, if you just want to blow your mind, go, go onto Google and type in eBay, fees for store on managed payments and it is insane they have like 60 different categories why do they have that many well i don't think they've always really had that many but they've slowly but surely added to them over time and as i've noticed amazon do that because amazon has so many different categories ebay has said things on their website like we're trying to move to be more like other online platforms well who are you trying to be like you're not trying to be like poshmark or Mercari. you're way bigger than them you sell way more stuff than them so who are you trying to be like well you're trying to be like amazon and walmart because those are the only two big e-commerce online platforms other than shopify but shopify is its own little thing like they there's there's it's its own bunch of websites so it's not the same thing as ebay where like walmart and amazon are direct competitors of ebay in the new market and even sometimes in some collectible stuff you can sell on Amazon as well. So you see eBay trying to move more and more like them and 
as eBay moves more and more like Amazon, they're going to take a page out of the Amazon handbook that says customers are always right and start to do things similar to that, at least in my opinion. So if they're going to do that, the best thing for the customer is if you're going to save in shipping by packaging two items together, which you usually do, if you end up shipping an item that's five pounds versus 10 pounds, it's really not a huge difference as long as the volume's pretty similar. And you can usually like, there's a base price for shipping, right? It's usually like seven to 10 bucks. And then after you go above that, you may only go up a couple bucks after that. So maybe shipping one item costs you 10 bucks, but shipping two items costs you 12. So the extra eight bucks that you would save, I try and pass on to the customer. Well, why do you do that? You're saving money in shipping. Well, yes, but you're also allowing the customer to have a cheaper price on their end, encouraging them to buy more than one, and that works out for them, you and eBay, because eBay is making more money because they're having an extra sale. You're making more money because you're having an extra sale, and the person's saving themselves money, and it works out because it's always better to sell your items now rather than later, unless there's something that's going to sell, like, like for sure going to sell, or it's really, really worth it. Like, if it's just a regular item, I would rather, like, some random retail arbitrage item I would rather get the money now and say, okay, I'll take a few bucks off of this. Or it's not even like you're losing money. You're just selling two at one time because you're passing the shipping savings forward and not really much else. So that's what I try and do. I try and figure out how much would I save in shipping if they buy one? How much would I save in shipping if they buy two? How much would I save in shipping if they buy three? And it usually is like a few bucks every time. So I just do that, whatever that percentage is to get a few bucks off of the item and then try and just put that into the listing. So it works out for the buyer. And I think that's why eBay kind of factors that in and, and, it seems like they promote my items a little bit better whenever I have that feature turned on. So I will do that, and even sometimes I'll do it when there's only one item just to see if it works. I don't really think it does, but either way, it's just some sort of testing that I can do to see, hey, is eBay actually like letting this item get bumped up near the top of the search results because it has that little take a percentage off feature turned on or off. So that, that whole thing kind of wraps into what are you trying to do and, and what kind of service are you trying to provide? And if you're trying to provide good, consistent customer service to all of your customers, eBay recognizes that and they want to promote that as well. So they want to have you do what's best for the customer and they encourage that by factoring it into their algorithm and kind of making it more of a thing that you would want to do in order to make more sales. So that's the sort of thing that eBay, at least in my opinion, I've seen from my own personal sales that the more I turn that feature on, the more I'll sell. Even if I don't sell two at a time, people will still come to that listing because they can see that it's the cheapest or they get that little that little like thing on there that says, hey, buy two, get this percent off, buy three, get this percent off or whatever. It just looks better and it's something that kind of grabs their eye and grabs their attention for a little bit. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. I would encourage you to do that and give it a shot if you've never done it before and it just may make you some extra sales and you can never pass that up. So hopefully that helps you out and hopefully that can make you some more money. But with that being said, I'm going to go so you guys have a great rest of your Thursday and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.